people is tuning in right now on 699 per pound podcast live are we live but we have about like four people watching five people watching one is one is not one is not a lonely word all right we got jacob park 69 tuning in right now shout out to uh jacob park you know uh yeah let's let's get the numbers up yo what's going on what's happening um welcome to another episode of 699 per pound live jk i'm here with michael uh what are you wearing right now is, is that like some sort of a robe it's a japanese summer festival situation you cross it up go out watch the watch the fireworks you know all right Got you, got you. So light, light and breezy. You know what yep. I mean? It gets the air inside all types of body parts. It's good. Gotta stay That's cool. Up. But uh, yeah, man. So uh, JoJo, who's usually here, she uh, she'll be joining us a little later today because uh, she has a little situation that she has to take care of. That's why you see the box up top is empty. She'll be with us soon. Um, but yeah, man. I mean. Like, how long has it been? Like, we've been doing this live situation for about three weeks now, Michael? Yeah, officially three weeks. Right, right. Michael doesn't sound too excited, but he's very excited. So I just hope everybody... Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, 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 yeah. But the saga continues. Uh, We're back at it again to deliver another round of righteous content. Uh, You know, for for some of the newer listeners, uh, $6.99 per pound. Pays homage to hot food delis in New York City, where they serve a wide variety of dishes. So our goal is to serve you hot takes on career, culture, and community from a very diverse set of perspectives. As always, shout out to all the viewers that are tuning in right now. All 10 of y'all. Snoopy Love is back over here. Mac Easy is back over here. Shout out to Jacob Park 69. You know what I mean? We got to move. We got to migrate. You know, elevate your mind states. No rhyme intended. So listen to more 699 per pound, kid and ladies. Yep. I was about to say kid, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to say that, you know? Uh, we, we have a lot of grown listeners over there, you know, so I don't want to sound disrespectful. Yeah, Michael, what do you want to tell the viewers? Yeah, just like every week, we got we to gotta let you know about uh, Twitch. I think everyone on here kind of knows what's up, but always drop your reactions, questions, and chat. We like to... Um, Snoopy Love, I am a woman. She's a woman. We gotta call her a woman. Um, you gotta much also subscribe respect, to Twitch. Love. Subscribe to our Twitch channel using uh, your free Amazon Prime subscription. Every Prime subscription, you get one free uh, gifted sub. So if you want to give it to us, we'd be more than happy to take it. Um, it's Jeff Bezos money, um, and we want all of that. Also, if you want to clip a thirty-second video using uh, the clapperboard in the bottom right section of the screen go ahead it's a 30 second clip they'll live on our page and other people can watch it too so i was gonna let's 
go into the news topics of the week. And uh, as a transplant in New York, not originally from here, I've seen a lot of people leave the city. I don't know how you feel about this, JK, with the with the exodus from New York. I mean, well, I'm consuming this honeydew right now. Um, I like to say that as a New York City native, um, I've had like a fair share of annoyance with um, transplants moving in to New York. But um, now with this COVID situation, I feel like they weren't cut out to stay. You know what I mean? They too mm. weak hearted, you know? <laughs> you know, they're not they're not ready for the situation that was gonna, you know, when shit gets rough, they're just like, all right, we out, you know? So y'all wasn't mm. down from the beginning of anything. Mm. Nah, but um nah, but but, <laughs> but in all reality fired. though. All right. You know, but in all reality though, you know, a lot of these transplants, they came into New York and um, you know, it's a complex issue, man. You know, like a lot of these because a lot of these folks, a lot of people that are native to New York. Made a lot of money, but there are people with less opportunities also have to get priced out. Um, mm-hmm. But now with all this shit happening, all these people that were kind of, um, you know, utilizing New York as a playground mm-hmm. are kind of feeling like, yo, why am I even here? Like when I can't really yep. have all the benefits of living in New York, like mm-hmm. what's the point of me spending like three, four, five, six thousand dollars a month paying rent if I can't go out to Tribeca you know, rocking my hills, <laughs> rocking my right. douchey, you know, yeah. fucking blazer, going into mm-hmm. One Oak and shit. I mean, One Oak, I mean, these are some dated references. Some one Oak is, still, is it's obviously, still a thing. As, as you can tell, Jakey hasn't been going going out for a while. But, uh, you know, yeah, like, for so for people like myself, who's from Queens, you know, like Snoopy Love says, she's from Queens. Um, Yeah, like, I, I just think that I have, like, a mixed feeling about it. I mean, I feel like what is it? Cuomo, like even openly has been begging people, like rich people, like, yo, don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we need y'all to pay taxes. We need y'all for anyway, this infrastructure. Yeah, but that's taxes. what I'm saying though. Like, because of dumb, like they get to spend money on these expensive restaurants. They get to go shopping and whatever, whatever, whatever. They get to, True. you know, yeah, even though they're not paying like taxes, income taxes, but they're probably paying property taxes, you know? I don't yeah. know. I mean, um, I don't know. So, you know, all Fifth of that, all of that mounts up. Yeah, yeah, Fifth Ave does look empty. Madison Ave, Park Ave. I mean, a lot of these people in Upper East Side, you know, they could afford houses in upstate New York or in the Hamptons. So, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? They might come back as soon as offices start opening back up. But yeah, it's an interesting time. How you feel, Michael? You know, you're from Seattle. Yeah, I'm still here. I have debated going back home uh, many times, but I'm still here. I mean, I do get what people say with without access to all the the playground, as you say, run around and live your free life in New York or whatever, away from your parents or whatever, however you want to frame it. Um, You can't do that anymore. You're stuck in your closet. You realize you're living in a closet and you're like, why am I living in a closet? Um, And I it's one of those things, right? It's as a native New Yorker, I feel like you're used to just this type of life of just like running around, sirens around everywhere. You're just like, this is whatever. But for someone who grew up in the suburbs or in like a smaller town, right, that's like a whole, this is a whole experience and causes a lot of stress for these people. Because if it's that's, if that's not your baseline, then 
like all this is just extra and crazy. So it makes sense for people to leave. And, you know, you know, if you lose your job, it's like, well, like, you know, I feel like it's okay to move back with your parents if you got to do it. I've, uh, I've gotten over the hump of like the shame of getting, going back with your parents and doing whatever. It's like, you got to do what you do. Um, I mean, it's also an American mindset. Be like, oh, I got to live up, live on my own. If you go to Asia, people like generations live with each other. So are, I don't know if that's happening anymore, but it's just one of those things. It's just different. So, um, but on the flip side, it could be a good time to move to New York if you get a job because the rent is falling and you can get, is it, the article said landlords are offering an average of 1.7 months free of rent for any situation usually it's like maybe you can might get a month if you're lucky uh but they're almost well, yo that's kind of that's that's that's, that's, that's crazy because my landlord hasn't said shit and i kind of <laughs> like applied to her like yeah you know i heard there's a lot of loans that are being given now for property owners um what's going mm-hmm. on with that you know i heard some of my homies are not paying rent and you know what this lady straight up said to me she's what like She's like, because they're losers. And I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah. She's okay. Like, because no they're, loss. you know, she, she's a Trini lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, so she's not mm-hmm. like, you know, she's a lady of color. Um, You know, her family worked hard to buy this property. And then she's yeah. just like, yo, because they losers, you know? If you're it's not saving up for a rainy day, what's wrong with you? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, you know, like, as she, as she, as she was like interrogating <laughs> me, like, Mm. as if i was implying that yo i'm not trying to pay rent and i was like nah 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 like i'm good yo i got you i got you so uh, so you know yeah. i ended up paying like two weeks before my due date you know just to show her that yo i'm good like i i got you but Damn. um you know Jake, like you're trying to get free rent you know but i can't even be like talking like this because you know a lot of people are uh they're losing they're losing a lot of stuff right now man you know yeah, like yeah, yeah. uh people are committing suicide uh people are losing businesses they're like quarter mil half a mil million dollars in in the red they're right. giving away their savings so they could help their friends or parents businesses yo man it's a tough time so if anything yeah. i'm very grateful thankful mm-hmm. that i'm healthy that I'm still Definitely. working, that I could yeah. eat what I want when I want, and I get to do this podcast right here with Michael. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know I got I got I got this Otugi products right here laced up. So yeah, I'm very thankful, man. I'm very, very thankful for everybody for tuning in right now. Yes, give thanks. But all you me. motherfuckers leaving New York, your hearts are weak. You soft like <laughs> Terry Clark. Okay, Jakey. On that yes. note. But yeah, yeah, nah, but um, let, let's move on to another topic, you know what I mean? Um, you know, Michael, maybe you could kind of break down this topic for, for the masses because uh, I don't even know how to say her name properly. Uh, so a vice president nominee, yes, Ms. Kamala Harris, is it Kamala or Kamala? Like how Mr. Pr- Trump says it, Trump Mr. Says Trump says it, Kamala or okay, China. Well, Trump says- yeah. Okay. Well, Trump says everything. I actually, wrong. I no. actually like it it's when he Kamala. says China. You know what I mean? It's mad funny. Uh, it's I like don't know an ad. How other people you know? feel about that, but okay, sure. China. I mean, nah, but uh, okay. so it's Kamala. Back to the topic. Okay. Yeah, this is Kamala mm. Harris. Um, mm. She was picked nomination for vice president under Biden. There's been a lot of back and forth about 
her selection as a former prosecutor and, you know, the types of policies she's pushed for in the past, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, I don't understand, I guess in the Biden camp, it just makes sense for him to pick her. She fits the checklists for, that a lot of people wanted. People wanted a black woman, a person, a woman of color to be the running mate. So she really fits the bill. She's, she's been in, um, the federal level. Um, and so she's, you know, she's done all the things. She's just a prosecutor. But for me, I'm interested a lot about the actual, this conversation happening around her Asian and South Asian and black identity and how people are like trying to claim her in, in different ways. And as a mixed person, I'm kind of just like, okay, here we go again. Like people are trying to, so wait, do we need to do a, do we need to do a racial draft? Kind of like what Dave Chappelle did. Like, do we need to have a vote? Like, is she <laughs> is she with the Asians or is she with the blacks? You know what I mean? No, we're past the, we're we're, the, we're to the point where people should be able to put have both, like hold both. You know, but all right, all hey, right, but yeah, but, but t- maybe, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about her though. Like, I mean, you know, she's she, you said she's she has Asian descent. Like, yeah, you know what which uh, which ethnicity like. Yeah, where she so she's, right, where uh, she represented. Yeah, so her mother is of Indian descent and father's Jamaican. Gotcha. She fits in this Indo-Jamaican oh, um, so identity. She, oh, okay. Which is very Caribbean, which I think a lot of yeah, people yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. a That's lot of discussion about the, the erasure of that kind of those people, right? There's a lot there's right. a lot of laborers that came from India and landed in Jamaica and other like um islands and started working and made families, right? Um and that those are those are people that wait hold uh, up so she's Jamaican yeah oh shit Wagwan you know what I mean so she's just gonna come through well, like blocka 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 you know what I'm saying no, like she ain't like that she's not nah that. but like she's I'm okay, saying well. though like she she was still you know she'll still talk that talk when the when the situation arises you know what I'm saying yeah you know what I mean? no if you look if you look at her tapes in the uh on C-SPAN, she talks, she's, she interrogates people pretty hard. So, you know, um, but I want to bring up the point where I think even within this case, it's clear that the world sees her as a black woman. Right. And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article about, about her and there was a sort of some point where it acknowledged that the mom, her mom recognize that the world will see her as a black woman so she tried to raise her that way like specifically while like holding on to indian heritage being like that double consciousness stuff like even though you think that you have an idea of who you are and that's for you to decide the world's gonna see you as a specific way so you have to understand that to be able to survive so obviously this goes back to like the one drop rule which a lot of people talk about um right which is like if you had one drop of black blood, you're, you're not white, or even if you're mixed, like, right, you're like, you can't get any of the rights. So I think this still applies to a lot of the way people look at mixed black people in that way, right? Um, we forget that Barack, Barack Obama's black as well, or mixed as well, right? But he's a black man. Um, I forgot what comedian said it, it was like, oh, you're a you're a mixed candidate until you like, you become important enough, then you become like a black candidate or whatever um I wait so so wait are, are people trying to say that yo you're not black enough to kamala kamala yeah, this, that's yeah, what it this, is but yo yeah, I, I mean she's a jamaican indian lady that's like 
Buffalo Soldier, mm-hmm. Dreadlock Rasta, you know what I'm saying? Like 1,000%, you know what I mean? That's, well, yeah, this goes back to the idea of like what makes someone what identity, right? Because, you know, she's also a Howard grad. She's also um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Incorporated, like, right? So those are very black institutions or, or sorority and a sorority, right? So mm. like how many, it's like how many check marks does she have to keep checking off for you to be like, oh, she's black enough. But I also am curious about the other side where it's like um, this, this notion of Asians now claiming black, uh, mixed black Asian people finally, or more so than the past, it seems like, like, oh, people are trying to claim or, Asians are more out here being like, oh, her, you know, the artist, her, she's Filipino and black, like sweetie is Filipino and black. Um, now Kamala, like this whole like trend. But who's claiming them? Like, is there like a statistic saying like more Asians are claiming it more so than ever? Well, I think I just see your hunch. I, my hunch. And from my, I think it's right. It's like Asian American media. Um, and I think this talks to like a larger, um, idea that I think people are finally seeing mixed people who are black and Asian as part of the Asian diaspora, which is great. I think, I think Um, they've always have when, when, as long as, as, yeah, as, as long as, as long as like your shit is tight, motherfuckers will try to claim you. Mm. You know what I mean? Heinz Ward, a football player from the Steelers. When he went to Super Bowl, Koreans were like, yo, he Korean, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tiger Woods. You know, half black, half Asian. You got to be hot enough for people to claim you. But that's anything, man. If you, if you fugazi, if you like fucking trash, you know, or Mm -hmm. if you're not, if you're not hot at all, you know, if you're not, if you, if you, if you're not opposite of H2O, people are just going to be like, yo, why am I even paying you no mind? You know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. as soon as like, yo, you know, you you feel like it, it kind of aligns with the agenda what kind of like yeah. stirs up nationalistic pride, they're going to yeah. quickly claim you, you know? That's true. Like, yeah. I'm sure like if Michael Ken Stort becomes hot, hot for American TV, Japanese <laughs> people are going to be like, yo, he's Japan straight up and down, even though, you know, my man yeah. adopted and all that is like, yo, he's Japanese, yo, 1000%. Uh, he got yeah. the Japanese blood. He got yeah, the Shogun true. blood. You know what I'm saying? That's like the Naomi you know? Osaka, the Naomi Osaka stuff, right? Like yeah, one thousand was like all over. She's they're just like, oh yeah, she's she's so Japanese, she's so awesome, yada 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 yada. It's like okay, like okay, now that yeah. when she beats Serena, that happened. So I I get yeah. what you mean by that. But yeah, I was gonna 1, say, 000. there's also some um the the birther calls are coming going out um that I noticed um already for Kamala. Yo, what's up with these people? Like, what's up with these people know. with the birther situation? Yo, what what is it about these people? Like okay, so. These birther people, right? Like when they had like issue with Obama, is like, yo, you're not really from America. That was their argument that yo, you wasn't yeah. born in America. Yeah. So now they saying that what Kamala is like born in what Jamaica? She's is not. Yeah. Not a, I don't know. They they want to see her birth certificate, but I think the funny the funny thing that she said today, um, which ties into our next topic, is she's like, it's too bad that the um, the post office is underfunded because I would have to call. I'd have to go back in the records and have that shit shipped to me through the post office, but it seems like I can't do it. So she was being funny about it. She was being, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was, she that's, was being a, a spicy Jamaican lady. You that's know what, what I'm about mean? to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
definitely. Know, you could totally catch her on Utica Avenue. You know mm. what I'm saying? Getting a uh, jerk chicken with oxtail on the gravy or oxtail gravy on the rice and peas. Ugh, now you're making me hungry. All right. Politicking, <laughs> preaching. But uh, yeah, now speaking of post offices, so um, Trump is out here messing with the whole post office situation. Like he's he's straight up saying like, yo, like we got to like, uh, uh, you know, suppress mail-in voting. Is, is that what he's saying or, or am I making this up? He, he said it. He actually said it, which was not unlike Trump, um, but he just came out and said it. Um, people were speculating before about why, you know, the post office is being underfunded and, and there's other reasons, but Trump is just like, we don't like mail-in voting, so we're not going to want to fund it, Wait, which I don't know. This dude just says whatever he wants. Wait, hold up. So, so like, so that shit is like constitutionally. Is that is that legally okay? I don't. Know. To, to, what's the what's <laughs> the legal ramifications that could come out of that? I am not a legal scholar, so don't quote me. But I I, I feel like it. I don't know. Like people people are calling for. Actually, a couple states are 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 um, gearing up to sue about this um i was listening to npr earlier today but i think the state of utah is and the guy was like i don't want to talk about like exactly what we're suing for yet which is obviously a tactic you don't want to put that on air um but coming in soon because that shit is not gonna fly um if 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 you if you in public say that a big reason why you do not want to fund the post office is because it will aid in mail-in voting and you want to suppress that that is to me a very you know some constitutional things come up and we need to be looking into those things wait so question i mean when's the last time that you actually went to the post office um before the pandemic Mm. i i mailed something but i mean I always use I, I send mail. Uh, I put my mail in those post office boxes around, which they were collecting. And <laughs> in certain neighborhoods, do you see those videos of those trucks going around and taking the post uh-huh. office boxes out? They're literally taking them out of the ground. So that's Wait, what trucks. There's just these trucks that are going around. I think there was a video in like in in uh, Oregon, there's one in New Hampshire. Like they were trucks going out. from like the government or like some vigilante or like some no no, no from the government like anti-government right. groups are taking no, no, these. No, not okay. It's the government, right? It or the post office, the postmaster generals is um, making decision to take out some of these boxes because of business operational reasons, um, which we can get into. Because, you know, the new postmaster general is looking at the UPS, or not UPS, the post office as, you know, as a business. And we can talk about this in terms of how it's run and the deficit it's running. Um, But at this point, the post office handles 47% of the world's mail. The world's mail. not just Yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yo, Winton, can you post, uh, um, can you share the image of the new Postmaster General? I just want <laughs> the people to know how this motherfucker looks like. Yo, he looks like a wicked individual, man. Like, there's this one particular picture of him smiling 
with his racist oh, no. teeth just fucking oh, sticking out. Yeah. Yo, my man, my man looks <laughs> evil. Okay. Nah, hold well, up. Nah, this yeah. shit just looks like the police benevolent association right here, first of all. Um, okay. Everybody white as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They all look like. Yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. they all they all look they all look like they wouldn't be comfortable sitting next to me on a train, um, <laughs> if they ever if they ever even get on the train. Now, yeah, that's yeah. what. Yo, this is the picture right here, my man. Yo, tell me now, my man looks wicked. Wait, you know Robert what I'm saying? Duncan? Like Duncan. Yo, yeah, is that is that his name? Is that his nomenclature? Yeah, yeah. Is that what he goes by? Chairman. But yeah, Chairman man, I'm, my man. Yeah, my man does not look like he's a nice individual, man. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not nice Yo, at all. He looks, really... he looks wicked as hell. <laughs> like, but look, oh. look at his jaws, yo. He he looked yeah. like he could definitely take a punch. Oh yeah, no. We're, but yeah, yeah, man, my man does not Back look like a nice guy. Back to the topic. Yeah, I was ahead, going go to ahead. say like why why the, why the post office is important, and I found this stat mm-hmm. to be ridiculous. Is the the post office delivers more mail than private carriers combined? So FedEx, uh, UPS of the world combined. In a year, all those combined, how much they do in one year? They the post office does in sixteen days. So that and they employ five hundred thousand people. So mm-hmm. this is a giant institution that is basically a service for the American people, right? Like people get medicine, people send their rent checks, people send their IRS forms, like all these things, right? And then Trump is out here being like. Oh, but it's not safe for mail mail in voting and there's gonna be fraud. Like, yo, man, like more important like documents that are important to people's lives continuously go through the post office all the time. So why is this not any different? And also as JK, as you as a small business owner, like small businesses use the post office a lot to send a lot of uh, merchandise to people, right? Because of the low shipping. Yeah, totally. Cost. So- Totally. There's another thing that people are going to suffer. Another thing the Trump administration is doing to ruin small businesses, even though they say that they're for, all, they're for small businesses. Mm, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, this is a major issue. And on top of that, I would like to say that there are a lot of um, generous people uh, mm-hmm. that are currently working in the post office. Uh, yo, it's hard work. You know what I mean? Like rain, hail, snow, sun. All types of situations, all types of circumstances, all types of, you know, Mother Nature's doings. These post right. office individuals have to go through to deliver the mails, to deliver your, you know, stupid mm-hmm. Amazon package. Right. And the or, post office does actually send the Amazon and FedEx packages, too. They, they handle those things. They just don't mm-hmm. get paid for it. So this, like, mm. the post office is a major institution. This is people, you know, it's it's sad um, because I'm actually listening to this thing called Palaces for the People by, um, what's his name? But, oh, no. Michael just oh, dipped. No. Michael just dipped, yo. Oh, man. What's Hi. up, yo, yo? Am I on? Yeah, we're still on, yo. We're still on. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, Wait, Michael back. just decided to go fight for the right of the post office. I'm and, back. And we, exactly <laughs> at this moment. He he didn't so take fast. It anymore. He came back. I'm back. I'm he didn't back. Take Sorry. It anymore, so he had to go yeah. outside and you I'm, know, I'm actually like 
post office employees. Uh, but yeah, man, in his in his uh, uh, Japanese summer outfit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, JoJo is here. While we're still talking about the USPS, as you could tell, this podcast uses the finest and the most high tech, uh, you know, <laughs> implementation Yo. for us to uh, deliver this righteous content for y'all. But uh, with that said, though, um, you know, yeah, like I was just say, you know, like I know um, I have a lot of friends whose parents. Uh, they work at the post office, you know, because it's a, it's a very stable job. And um, after you put in like all those years, like delivering mail in the heat and the rain and the snow, you know, you get a nice pension check and, you know, you get to retire, you get to save up, you get to get a nice medical insurance, you know what I mean? All that. So a lot of jobs in America don't offer that. So I feel like, you know, post office, USPS is just one of those institutions that needs to continuously uh, uh, thrive and live on and, you know, provide a safe haven for, uh, uh, people. It's like any other, uh, you know, public institutions, whether it's like the police, the firefighters, or even like in the medical industry, I just feel like the post office is just something like a service that needs to be implemented and needs to stick around. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. So with that said, Michael is back. He just went outside to protest for like five minutes. Um, he just came back. But, uh, you know, now we also have Jojo. Jojo was actually out there protesting today, uh, for the, for the right of amazingness and just, um, talking about positivity. Um, all types of, uh, and then she cried when I told her when, when somebody said men lie, woman lie, numbers don't. And, um, but, you know, she, she dried her okay. tears and now she's up and now she's here to present the glow up report. Uh, so what's up, Jojo? What's going on? Tell us a little bit about the glow up for the week. Well, wait, how, how is Jojo doing before we get into that? We just jumped uh, in here. You know, I'm just, doing well, as well as I could in this climate, you know, it's not easy fighting for amazingness, you guys. So <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I don't have time traveling abilities like Michael, where he kind of like comes in and out and saves the world. So I, <laughs> I do it the normal way. Wait, okay. Hey okay, guys, like, I need to protest. <laughs> yo, yo. But I have some very um, amazing glow up report to share with you. So yes, I was very inspired by last week when we, our chat was. Heating up from all the questions about who pays, dating, mm. what's happening, gender equality, all that stuff. And I was like, wait, this is something that people are interested in. And I tried mm. to think about like when I was dating in the thick of things in New York, like what were some like epiphanies that I had that really helped me navigate my kind of emotions better when it comes to dating? Because it's kind of stressful. You know, there's so many choices and swiping and um, you know, your dates can be hot and cold. Um, so I wanted to share something that I learned with you while I was going through all of that, that really helped me understand better about <clears throat> kind of like the thought process that goes through um, in like a normal dating scene. So have you guys heard about intermittent reinforcement? Yo, Jojo always come through with these new <laughs> terms, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never heard, not new, but I'm never heard of this shit. Never heard it. Never heard it. New. So you guys haven't heard of it. You guys. Nah. So everyone is like, "Wait, intermittent fasting," and I'm like, "No, intermittent no. reinforcement." I didn't know until you until you put it on the our our doc. Our like, one oh, of that's, show. Oh, that's what it's called. Oh, yes. Like, yes. Okay. 
Well, Michael, now everyone knows that we like create an outline for this. So thank you. No, I'm I said document. You said run of show. Excuse me. Oh my god, document. you're right. <laughs> no one, no one knew what the document was until JoJo's document. Okay, oh, document. Okay, it'll still be a surprise to everybody. So, okay, okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't want to butcher it, so I am gonna read off the page. So, mm. intermittent reinforcement is mm. when rewards are handed out inconsistently and occasionally. This is contrary to continual reinforcement when you are rewarded consistently following good behavior. It okay, drives people so, nuts. Yes. Okay, so I, I, I got a quick question. So what is the difference between continual reinforcement and like inconsistent occasional reinforcement? I'm so glad you asked. So um, the best way I can characterize this is that they actually did a study on this on children. So... There was group A, um, which was performing continual reinforcement, where every time a kid completed a task, it was usually like a chore, like picking up trash or something. And they gave them $10 every single time. This was contrary to group B. They had the same tasks of doing the chores, but they gave them $10 some of the times. Sometimes one kid got 20. Sometimes people got zero. And when they did this for a while, they realized group B of kids actually worked harder to earn the reward than group mm. A. Because they were like, why don't, why don't I get $10 this week? Did I not do it good enough? Like, okay, next week I'm going to do it this way where I'm going to work twice as hard. That kid's not even faster than me and he got $20. What's, what's the deal? Like, okay, like, and it made them kind of question themselves it makes them question the system and it kind of, you know, drives them crazy, right? Another way people have described this is like, you know, those slot machines in Vegas where, you know, they're just completely random, inconsistent, but people just can't stop staring at that screen. So if we put this into dating terms, how many times have you heard, you know, our homie being like, everything was going so well and all of a sudden, stop texting me back. And then they're like, whatever, I'm over him, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, they text him out of the blue out of nowhere. And it's, like, super sweet to them again. And they're like, okay, like, maybe I can give this another shot. And then the cycle continues. The cycle continues. And the cycle continues. And the thing is, it's not like people intentionally do it. You know what I mean? It's not people are, like, so maybe some people are. But some people are calculating, like, okay, this time I'm going to do this. And this time I'm going to do this. A lot of this is, like, with our childhood, right? you know, how you were raised, how you were came to be. And um, when I found this out, it just made so much sense for me. And it kind of empowered me to be like, oh, this is literally like, you know, I'm imagining myself in the psychological experiment of like, of course, if I was in group B, I would react exactly the same. So it kind of takes that, you know, burden off of you that like, you know, if someone's driving you nuts or whatever, it's not necessarily all your fault. Like, it's literally something that tickles your brain in a certain way that makes you react that way. And when you know that, you can kind of overcome it and realize, like, wait, no, this is what's happening right now, intermittent reinforcement. I can't let myself fall into this. Um, so that was super helpful for me. But right. before I go even further, I want to hear some thoughts. JK, you look mad, mad inquisitive. Like, yeah, yeah, like I'm like I'm like reflecting on my life. I'm also um, just thinking about you, you are the problem. All types of uh, situations. Oh, I, um, not nah, so. For instance, like 
so for instance, like even if you look at like TikTok, right? Mm. Um, I think this theory applies to it very accordingly because if you if you look at like my videos, like um, some of them I get like fifty thousand views, but some of them I might get like two million views, right? And mm-hmm. it's not like I make this one video in particular way that is better than the other, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it, you know, this app rewards people in what is this term again? Intermittent reinforcement. Yes. You, yeah. you term. So what is like? How do? How do? What is like? A, is there like an acronym for this shit? Like IR, intermittent yeah, like, reinforcement. <laughs> yeah. You can make so, that your acronym. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, no. so IR, you know, like IR is making um these kids go crazy on TikTok mm-hmm. to constantly pump shit because, yo, like, damn, like, I made this shit that was like 10,000 views and this other shit got 7 million views. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it, why is it happening? Like, do I need to strategize? Do I need to do more content? Do I need to keep doing this shit? It's like you hand a lotto ticket, you know what I'm saying? Once in mm-hmm. a while. So it gets people hooked. And yeah. I'm like, I'm also thinking about like hollering at girls or dudes, whatever. Um, and you know, like like what you just said, like just when you're randomly hitting a person up, especially if you kind of had like a thing prior, mm-hmm. you're hitting them up not necessarily because like you're calculating. I mean, of course, yeah. if you're single, I feel like it's a little different, but. You're just like, oh, you might have randomly just thought about this person. And it's like, hey, what's up? Well, how you doing? And then they might take it like, yo, like I've been waiting for this motherfucker to text me back after like a month. You know, mm-hmm. after after we hooked up, like he, son just went MIA. And then like, you know, you just kind of text me out of nowhere. And then, yo, you kind of want to rekindle that fire. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think this definitely uh, I didn't even know there was like a. a what is it? What do you even call it? Is it a medical term or is it like a psychological yeah, it's like term? A, mm-hmm. It's like an actual term. Because a while back, we talked about attachment theories. And mm. I think that kind of got good crack, traction. So I was like, oh, this is like another theory that I've right. been like super interested in. But yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I just think. So um, yeah, uh, this makes sense. I feel <laughs> as if. I mean, especially in like the dating world, it's one of those things where um, I feel like I'm 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 to blame for this. Sometimes I'll like text and then I'll get really busy, or I'll just like wanting to like my own time. But I don't I don't know these people enough for me to feel as if I can just be like, hey, I just want some like time for myself. Let me just um, go off. And then I'll hit you back later. But then it just, I feel like it looks like intermittent reinforcement. It probably is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Like I feel attacked right now. But also I remember this makes me think about when I was growing up, it was like you, you met a girl, you got her number and you waited. It was this rule. It was like, you wait two days, can't text her first two days. And then you hit her for two days and then this became this like game right like they hit you and then you got to be like okay you can't text right away you got to wait x amount of minutes or an hour or whatever it's just like i remember in high school this was the thing people were talking about so it's i feel like that goes toward this as well um and i can definitely see how it makes people work harder for something um but makes the dating life just like a total mind mind 
fuck um, in that way. So you can also, you know, I also think about the uh, that like that like anime character that's like super distant. He's like super cool. Um, doesn't really like talk to anyone, but he's like mysterious. And Hello. Yeah, the girls are like the girls are like, oh, he's so mysterious. I wonder what he's thinking about. Yeah, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any girls really like Piccolo, unfortunately. Okay, <laughs> from Inuyasha. Then <laughs> I'm being no, totally anime nerdier. <laughs> yes, um, but it's it goes along those lines as well. So, I mean. I might have been the perpetrator if I was to be totally honest here, but um, <laughs> thanks for giving me this the term now. Let me I, check I, you. Yeah, let me just <laughs> go back and think about my life. Look at your text. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing. That. It's like, you know, you could be wielded for good or evil, you know, but one thing that, because I wanted to talk about this too, because, um, you know, women and men, if they've had a parent who kind of, maybe unintentionally did this like intermittent reinforcement, you know, like had a parent who was like very hot, very cold. Like, you know, I mean, I, you hear like my mom, for example, <laughs> um, you could, I could say the same thing to her at different types of day and they'll get a totally different reaction. Right. So if you grew up with that kind of parenting style, um, you kind of like the toxicity feeds into toxicity and you seek those type of people. And mm-hmm. I read in one article that it can feed this fantasy that if I am good enough, if I'm pretty, if I'm nice, if I'm kind, this person will change for me and this person will break the cycle. And we call this the classic beauty and the beast thing, right? Where Mm -hmm. Belle and beauty and the beast meets this asshole beast who's like, (laughs) literally like, what the fuck? He's terrible to you. He like beat your dad up, locked him away. Like sent him away and kept you in the freaking castle, but because yeah. she was so beautiful, because she was so kind, this beast yeah. became this kind prince, and it yep. makes girls think that like, oh my god, if I if I do all those things, they're gonna change, but they ain't gonna change. Mm-mm. So yeah. Yeah. that's my that's my goal. Oh report. shit! So like, Beauty and the so- Beast is wild sexist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Don't change oh. Damn! It reinforces this falsified belief that a beauty could tame an asshole mm-hmm. yeah. and it kind of makes girls think that oh if he just had enough love this motherfucker mm-hmm. could change mm-hmm. so beauty and the beast is actually one of the reasons why there's so much uh, uh you know crime against <laughs> women crime. honestly in a household you know what i'm saying yeah this is why there's so many men that beats women because of Beauty and the Beast. Me? That's a hot take. That's a hot, take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. No, but isn't that the thing? It's like you should never watch a Disney movie to actually find good like dating romance advice anyway. So fuck Beauty and the Beast. I mean, yo, think about it, man. Like my man is like, he's a beast. This is bestiality, man. Yeah, like, yo, like, like, come on. Like, you're essentially fucking an animal. This oh chick is God. fucking an animal. This is disgusting. <laughs> This is my glove report. It's supposed to stay pure. Yeah. Yeah, pure. No, but okay, okay. So Jojo, when you realized when you when you realized this this term, what what happened for you in your dating life? Were you just like, I'm empowered, I'm not gonna deal with these these people anymore? Or what happened with that? I think um, you know, truthfully told, they still probably dealt with bullshit, 
But I think it kind of made me feel uh, less ashamed in that, like, I think when you go through these emotions, like, why doesn't this person like me back and all that jazz, you kind of feel a little, like, weak in that, like, why do I care so much? Like, you know, maybe I'm desperate and all, and all these thoughts come and it kind of feeds into this, like, shame cycle. But then when I heard about this term, I felt really empowered in that, like, this is some, it's kind of like, you know, I'm like a ham, like a mouse, like being set in this maze, you know, and that was always going to be the conclusion. It didn't matter if I went to an amazing school and I'm smart, it didn't matter if, you know, all that stuff. It's like, no, like everyone falls fault to this because this is literally how our brain works. So it kind of lifts that burden off of you. And it's not like, you know, don't, you have to take responsibilities for your actions, but you also need to be kind to yourself to be like, yeah, you know, this dude is playing with me. Of course, I'm going to feel like this. But Mm -hmm. now that I know my enemy, you know, I am better, better able to assess like, do I really like this person or am I just being played? You know what I mean? Because some people, especially competitive people, especially people who are success driven, they gamify everything and it's always a competition. You know what I mean? And you can see that like you're being played upon and being, you know, pit against other women. And you're just like, that's not what I stand for. And I'm not going to play that. Right. Right. And so even though truthfully, just because I learned this, it didn't mean I still didn't feel those things. But I knew that I wasn't alone, first of all. And two, like, because of this awareness, I was able to work through um, the bad eggs from the eggs that were like, you know what, he probably really has no idea that he's doing this, and I should call him out on it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. So, Jojo, Jojo, do you like... Correct. So, Jojo, yeah. do you, like, analyze all these situations and then, like, look up, like, psychological terms? And it's like, yo, my man is doing this. Yo, this girl is doing this. Yo, you know legit. I mean? Like, do you just like, cause yo, sometimes I'm like, whoa, like I didn't even think these things even existed. Yeah, I think honestly, like I do Google. I think a lot of women do this too. Of just like, <laughs> like why do women date un- like emotionally unavailable men? And there will always be a psychology today article. So shouts to psychology today who probably are like looking at all these questions on Google and optimizing SEO. So it's working. You found me. Is that that what it is? Wow. Wow. That's a girl. Girls Google. That's that's why it makes sense. That's that's why it makes sense. That's why why it makes sense that. That's why it makes sense Mm -hmm. that when I was like, I used to see like the Cosmopolitan covers mm-hmm. and then the headlines, like why so many different reasons back. why she would go, like, he is not trying to talk to you. And I'm like, what kind of stupid shit is this, yo? And then like hundred <laughs> different ways to please him in bed. And I'm like, yo, the fuck? You don't need a hundred different ways. Just make him a sandwich. Give him some blowjob, <laughs> play with his balls. All you need to do is like, yo, there's no hundred different ways, yo. Nah, but but it's wow, this is interesting, man. Like you guys are just analyzing all of this shit, and it kind of makes me rethink Mm -hmm. about my actions as well. So, wow, this is really fascinating. Intermittent Mm -hmm. reinforcement—the word of the day. 
Yes. And the thing yeah. is, you know, before moving on, like Cosmopolitan, like these, and, you know, they've had new editors and chiefs and stuff, but absolutely ads, Dove or Cosmo and everything, they're always capitalizing on female insecurities. Like they're going to figure out what you're most insecure about and try to give you these fake answers and solutions. So honestly, I'm more drawn to like the medical, like psychology today, like those types of sources rather than like, you know, magazines and stuff like that, which, you know, are completely targeting us. Um, So that would be my other advice too. You know, JK, totally like these things are like constantly in front of our face and you have to do your job of like shuffling through the legit from the bad <laughs> yeah. So, yeah nah that's what's up um yeah no intermi- intermittent reinforcement uh contrary to continual reinforcement so y- do you think that this actually because you know an east asian um education like you mentioned like how your mom like reacts to you like at least for me um i guess like rewards kind of came in random intervals you know, like sometimes my folks would just say, yo, that's what you're supposed to do. But then sometimes they'll be like, oh, you got 100 on this test? All right, we going out to eat like nice food and shit. I'm like, yo, what? Like, okay. But um, so, yeah, you're definitely right. It kind of puts you and trains you and kind of keeps you humble, keeps you down, keeps you uh, less. Uh, it, it keeps you... Um, it puts you in your place in a way, right? Like, cause you feel like, yo, I'm not the main character of this movie called J key. I'm rather like, even though it's your life, you're like, yo, I'm not the main character. I'm only the sub, you know, supporting yeah. role. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what a lot of this, uh, old school, I wouldn't even say old school, but more like, you know, uh, uh Korean education, I guess from like earlier days, uh, enforces. Do you, did you guys feel that growing up? Um, you know, Jojo, I know you, you said that your mom kind of did similar things. Yeah. Michael, like you grew up in like a, more of an American household than we did. Uh, you know, did you feel that? Uh, not really. I, I feel like everything was like pretty even. Uh, so I don't really, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I can't really connect with that actually. Um, my dad was always like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, <laughs> it's different. That's I mean, right. I think my, so it's my like ad- continual my reinforcement. Yeah, in that way. Yeah. But then I feel like my big, my, if we go back to attachment theory, my big thing is the adoption thing. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, I'm like, people are going to leave me always. That's like driving me. So I got my own shit to deal with. But it's interesting. It's interesting hearing like, how an East Asian, like in that sense, how Jakey, you said like, this keeps you humble and not about yourself, but within the dating scene, it like makes women like chase after dudes that mm-hmm. don't want to give them any time and how that's detrimental in that way. So, you know, it's using- Great power, great responsibility. Yes, yes. Yeah, man, a sword could be used to save lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a sword could be used to save lives or it could use to be kill people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's yeah. all there. It's all there. But yo, mm-hmm. with that said, though, uh, thank you, Jojo, for this new term of the day, of the week, uh, of, of the, the week. lifetime, uh, however you want to call it. But, uh, you know, so it's J. Key's pocket watch time. Mm-hmm. Pocket watch is here. J. Key's segment. 
uh, where we talk about, you know, different companies to look at uh, and, you know, why they special uh, and so on and so forth. So today I like to talk about this Chinese conglomerate, Chinese multinational company uh, that's valued at $500 billion and more. Uh, it also has a company that's had the world's highest initial public offering, a uh, company that's right now considered one of the world's largest, if not the world's largest retailer and e-commerce platform, you know, Alibaba. Well, what do you, so before I move on, like Jojo and uh, Michael, what do you guys know about Alibaba? What are your thoughts about Alibaba? Um, I know it's really cheap. It's like Amazon on steroids. Um, one thing that really surprised me about Alibaba and outside of the surface level was when my friend Daphne shouts Daphne, she's really obsessed with interior design. I swear this has a point, you guys. Um, and she, she bought this like incredible vase for like $60. It was beautiful, like restoration hardware status. And out of curiosity, she did like a reverse Google image search and she found that Alibaba sold it for $5. Mm. And it turns out this Etsy retailer bought, bought this them from Alibaba, but then put it on a beautiful curated site and was like antique looking, you know, restoration dupe. And they paid, they, they sold it for 60 bucks. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the game. That's the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to play the game where you get played. Yeah. Shout out to so I was nah. like, Oh my God. Mm. Nah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Um, that's yo, crazy. Michael, what do you what, what are your thoughts about Alibaba? Um, big Chinese company. Um, yeah, as JoJo said, just they they just basically control. They also control a lot of other companies, right? They have like the they have like a car service, a bike service, or I don't know what other. Yeah, yeah, have. totally, right? totally, it's a whole totally. conglomerate at this point. Totally, totally. Um, uh, Winton, can you pull up that image? I have an image in there. Like it's like a, it looks like a net. It's like a web of different companies that Alibaba oh. has been invested into. Um, <gasps> if you could pull that up real quick, Are they yep. larger, they're larger than Amazon. Um, no, nah, that's up to debate because um, okay. valuation is a little bit different. But as you can see, I mean, it's you know Alibaba. They have multiple different holding companies, and then they have companies that they own in South Korea. Asia, Taiwan, Hong Kong, India, Israel, Europe, Australia, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Like, so, and um, how Alibaba was formed, uh, you know, it started with money from Goldman Sachs. And um, it also got money and investment from SoftBank. And boom, you know, that's a name that you're going to hear over and over again. Uh, You know, there's the same company that owns um, a, a big chunk of Yahoo!, a big chunk of uh, a sprint, you know, so everything is interconnected, man. You know what I mean? So I bring Alibaba up today because, you know, like Jojo, you said, like so many people know Alibaba as a place to get cheap shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the reason why it's cheap is because the whole company was structured to be a business to business platform, uh, e-commerce platform for wholesale goods. So, right. you know, like for instance, like this right here, uh, this, this Vegas style, uh, Slurpee cup, you know, <laughs> retail would be what? 15, $20, whatever. Right. But in Alibaba, you could definitely get a mass, a bulk, maybe like 
anywhere from like 50 to 100 of this shit for like a dollar a pop. You know what I mean? And um, that's been kind of like a, a low-key hustle for some people. Like maybe your friend who got hustled. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of players out there on Etsy and uh, Amazon even. Like copping yeah. shit from Alibaba at a cheaper rate. Bulk buy it. Bring it to the States and sell them individually at a higher margin. With a higher margin, you know? So a lot of people know Alibaba for that. But it's... um. You know, right. And it, but but, you know, a lot of people don't know that, yo, there's a company that only started in like 1999. So it's, it's a company that's been around for what, a little over 20 years. And now it's worth like, you know, five, six, seven, five, six hundred billion dollars. And um, after Trump, you know, announced like, yo, like, you know, ByteDance and TikTok and all of that, like one of the things that um, him and his secretary of state, uh, Mike Pompeo, like vaguely implied was that, you know, these tech giants uh, is a threat to American security, you know? And um, Mm. the reason why I want to bring this up is because, like I said, the company started it in the the late 90s with a $25 million investment from Goldman Sachs and SoftBank. And it profited in three years. And um, in 2005, it got a billion dollar investment from Yahoo!, Right. And eBay was trying to purchase Alibaba's uh, subsidiary, which is like a company called Taobao, which essentially is like the Chinese Amazon slash eBay. But that Mm -hmm. deal didn't go through. So I'm just further confirming the fact that, you know, these multinational companies that are valued for like one hundred billion dollars or more, you know, they're they're no longer like working solely for the benefit of one government or, you know, a particular political party. You know what I mean? Like they're working for their investors and that could be Masa, Masa Son, Masa Yoshi Son, who uh, is the chairman of SoftBank, which also happened to invest in Uber, WeWork and Slack, you know? So wow. SoftBank has huge chunks in all those companies or Jay Key, you know what I mean? Who has a very humble share of, Alibaba stocks, which, by the way, is trading around like I think today they closed at like two hundred and fifty six dollars per share. And, you know, your boy got in when it was one hundred and fifty dollars a share. So, you know, what I'm saying my shit went up. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's definitely one of my uh, best like performing uh, stocks in my portfolio. But with that said, um, you know, like. Why, why, you know, what do you guys think about like, you know, companies like Alibaba, companies like uh, uh, ByteDance and these companies like operating outside of China? Outside of China? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like internationally, mm-hmm. like a lot of these um, Chinese companies having more of a foreign presence. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, it's nothing new. If anything, businesses get big enough, they they try to find customers everywhere else i mean netflix is their most most of netflix expansion is international they're looking to make international um content all right so it's natural even like let's say even back in the 90s 80s and 90s um japanese cars manufacturers were opening up plants in the u.s there's a lot of things that happened with that um so this whole claim that trump is saying like these companies are coming in 
it's kind of just like it's global capitalism. It's multinationals have always been around. There's no way of stopping it. Um, and also like U.S. companies are also large multinationals and carry out U.S. interests around the world. So what are you to say that these Chinese companies can't do the same thing if America actually believes in uh, and Republicans believe in laissez-faire neoliberal capitalism? Like how, why are like you're putting in stuff to that goes against it? only because of the sole reason that, you know, because it's China, a Chinese company, they have, they have ties to the party. Um, I mean, a business is a business and it's going to run like a business. It doesn't really care where its customers are, especially if it's an online B2B retailer, like a wholesale. Right. 1000%. Jojo, Mm -hmm. any thoughts, any, any, any words that you've been hearing in the CNN force? I don't know. It's like, on the surface, it's like they're, you know, what's wrong with that, right? Like, what is wrong with them flourishing and expanding? And but I'm curious to know, like, who loses when Alibaba wins? Um, mm. You know, I, yeah, right. and just yeah, and then you know, there's also talks about like, you know, how, how can something be so cheap? You know, is, yeah. is that is that coming at a cost of someone else and a, a laborer? Um, so that, I guess, is like my kind of concern. Like on the surface, I'm like, wow, rising tides raise all boats. It seems like, you know, cheap products, accessible to everybody. You know, it creates, an, it has created another economy where people, you know, re- curate and, and they are paid for their pay, uh, taste and everything. But it's like, who is losing? Like, do we know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> uh-huh. actually, it, I, as a labor, as someone who was in labor school, um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there is talk about, right, um, a lot of talk around, like, U.S. um, people in, like, Iowa and where all these plants were before everyone moved to, like, Mexico or Southeast Asia, and how a lot of these people are angry at, you know, immigrants coming in or whatever. Um, At the end of the day, it's like, well, this is what happens when you're trying to find a place to create something for super cheap so it's actually it would actually be in the best interest of the the laid off manufacturing worker in michigan to try to organize with a southeast asian factory worker in india or in india or bangladesh to actually like raise the price or raise living standards because then right Mm -hmm. if trump was serious about bringing jobs back to america in thinking of a purely economic thing, it's it's like okay, like let's make making the thing like close to equal around the world. Like okay, the laborer that's making the thing in Mexico is getting paid as much as the laborer being paid in America. Then wow. maybe these companies would actually decide to stay in the U.S. and continue to manufacture. And you could have the conversation. You could have the conversation that's actually based on a meritocracy that America wants to have, which is not really what's happening right now. These companies are just being like, okay, I'm a multinational. I can go wherever I want. I'm Alibaba. I can find whoever makes the cheapest mask or the cheapest vase. And I can going to go there and I'm just going to pick and choose whether that's right. Like even now, like Africa or um, Southeast Asia somewhere. So two things. One, I think one thing that you said is actually very interesting is that you basically imply that because companies are becoming multinational, unions and unionization of workers should also become multinational 
should be international, like, international union too. Worldwide, a worldwide revolution. That shit is kind of fire. Um, <laughs> That's but, what it has uh, to be. Second, second thing. Um, yeah, I never thought about it like that, but um, I think that's a fucking uh, amazing concept, uh, you know. But the second thing, Alibaba is not making any of this shit. They're just a platform, just like Amazon, you know. So uh, they're not responsible for uh, a vase, a, va- a vase where a, a Slurpee cup getting sold for five dollars. You know, they're on, yeah. they're only they're only the peddling, uh, they're only the middleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they're not the ones that they're only they're only making the market. For the people to sell they're not the ones actually determining the price point so um so i think that's one thing that i would need to note uh just you know just in case people look at this shit as sus but um i do like to point out that um the company's founder jack ma you know what i mean like he's he's a legend he's his story is fucking fascinating it's almost kind of like they kind of created this guy <laughs> You know what yeah. I mean? To like make him a <laughs> champion. Candidate. You know, yo, I mean, listen, like, first of all, man, like, my man looks like his brain is too big for his head. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like, it's like burst out. Yo, like, no. I'm just saying, like, it's, it just seems like the knowledge is oozing out of his fucking head, yo. Look, look at my mm. man, yo. His fucking dome is huge. Like, I, and he's a small yeah. guy. You know what I mean? He just, Oh he just God. looks like a yeah. He just looks like <laughs> I a, can't he's, stop looking. Yo, but um, so he's he's celebrated by a lot of young Chinese entrepreneurs because he's mm. he's the definition of someone who overcame so many odds to become a fucking incredible success story, right? So you know, mm. he said he he wanted to learn English at a, at a, at a very early age. So he would go hang out in front of like these hotels mm. that were in his home city. Just so he could get the possibility of communicating with foreigners, you know what I mean? And like my man wasn't like a smart kid when it comes down to academics. Like, you know, it took him a hard time just to kind of get into the local college. You know, there's a famous story about how um, KFC first came to his city, Hangzhou, and then um, they hired 25 people, and they hired 24 people, and he was the only person that didn't get hired. You know, <laughs> no, no, it was like, oh no. So they hired 24 people and um, you know, 25 applied, and he was the only person that couldn't get hired. You know what I mean? So my man couldn't even get a job at KFC, you know what I mean? And um and another interesting thing about this guy is that he doesn't know how to code, he doesn't know anything about like you know HTML, you know, the new language of the gods, like he doesn't know any of that shit, you know what I mean? So he really just started the company with a vision and he mm-hmm. had foresight. You know what I mean? He kind of knew what was going to happen. And um, yeah, I mean, I just thought that like his name, the company's name, Alibaba, even came because that story about Alibaba and the 40 Thieves and, you know, the Open Sesame, all of that. Like he actually was in San Francisco going to random strangers is like, yo, what you think about Alibaba? And then people are like, Open Sesame? And like... (laughs) did a field test in san francisco amongst like 30 people now imagine like this fucking goofy ass looking short chinese man going up to random people asking people like what you think about alibaba like it's a ridiculous scene and it's a u.s party right there you know what i mean but but despite all these uh uh, um you know difficulties my man persevered and um I kind of when I heard about the origin story of the name Alibaba, I was like, "Sesame, you know, open sesame." 
And you know, Jay Key is out here, always out here saying sesame, like over here with the sesame oil from Otugi, you know? Oh uh, no, so, here we go. Who knows, man? Here we go. Jay Key might be on his way to get his Alibaba moment, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but you know, aggrandizing. Yes, always. yes, as, as always, always. But um, yo, like I, I would like to say it is though, like Alibaba, like a lot of these other tech companies, you know, essentially their main resource, the main wealth is valued because of the data that they collect, right? The data that they're sitting on, right? Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, all these guys, they're sitting on shitload of data. There's, I mean, Amazon is collecting this data right now because they own Twitch, right? So I'd like to ask you guys this. What do you guys think about artificial intelligence and how it's going to continuously change our lives in different ways? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what y'all think about that real quick? I don't know. Uh, this too damn, we're going, this we're, going we're going for for the uh, for the AI stuff. I mean, AI as much as people want to think it's gonna like solve all our problems i feel like it's still biased in in the way because the people creating it are biased so we'll see issues that come out of it but i mean i think you were alluding to like data collection which yeah no nah, well i mean I, but, I guess i guess when people think of ai they automatically assume like terminator or like fucking bicentennial man or like gundam wing no, you know no, what no, i mean no, like, i'm not thinking of that at all i'm thinking of like being able to predict like what you want Right in terms exactly. of Alibaba, like, and then like sending you ads to it, and then creating exactly. a world so you already where know. it's like yeah. everything you've ever wanted, That's... and it's it's mind yeah. numbing and yeah. like, it's gonna suck. Like I was listening to Land of the Giants, a podcast competitor podcast about Amazon and how you know how they got that home, they bought this like home surveillance technology or something like that, Ooh, and how they were really. Alexa? <laughs> yeah, Isn't Alexa, Alexa is essentially a home surveillance app, no, yo. That, yes, but they also bought this little, uh, you know, like the cameras that you have on your door to see, like, yeah. if the mail is coming or the yeah. neighbors are coming uh, or whatever. Nest? They also has bought that. that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's like they were saying that, yeah, they're experimenting with crazy things. Like, if they hear you coughing, like, they'll say suggest you buy like cold medicine or something like that you know like curate through those things or oh, yeah like sh- shit it's like it's like so scary i'm always no fuck alexa you know what i mean alexa fuck doesn't know alexa. my name fuck siri fuck all siri. these ai motherfuckers so trying to like you know tune into my conversation Unless Apple wants to sign a deal with Jay Key and create Jay Key the AI, and I'm just like starting your oh. day with yo, oh no, 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 <laughs> no. You know what I mean? Nah, but I, you know, I bring up AI. So, the, so the reason why I bring up AI is because you know, like I said, like all these companies, essentially, they they are all like believers or advocates of AI. You know, mm-hmm. like. It's it's fucking crazy. Like I was just thinking, you know, I, I Jojo, I know in California y'all don't have like, you know, toll and shit like that, but in the East Coast, um 
you know, like in the tri-state area, only about like five years ago, if you try to like cross the GW Bridge, George Washington Bridge, like you would actually have to pay. I mean, unless you had easy pass, like you would pay a person cash and then that person yeah. will pay you change and all that. So that was an, that was a full-time job for a lot of people, you know what I mean? And all those jobs are going to be gone and it's already gone, you know, like all those token booths. Is, is gone and um, all of that is being replaced by AI. And um, you know what Michael just said, like if I said Mexican on my phone and then a Chipotle ad pops up, like that shit is all AI. And um, I, I say all it is is because to say that I, I personally feel like this shit is like, you know, this shit is like inescapable, you know? Um, and whether you accept it and take it for what it is and try to figure out how you could survive in this world of, you know, mass information being collected and AI or you get left behind and, you know, essentially become a byproduct of the times. You know what I mean? So and I think like all these tech companies, the reason why they are like their stack, their stock value was continuously like going up and up and up is not necessarily just because of like amazon like oh like you get to consume and buy this shit or oh you get to fucking be on social media to 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 entertain yourself nah like a lot of it is because of all these other technological advancements that they're making in our livelihoods that's going to forever change how we perceive and do things around the world Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i would say you know get in on amazon and uh get in on alibaba i mean amazon each share is like dumb expensive so if you're trying to yeah. get in on some of this shit, get in yeah. on Alibaba, yo. I'm gonna be living in my my home in the country, and I'm gonna be like, I ain't none of this technology shit is coming into my house. That's why I'm gonna be in like the next thirty years. But you know, yeah. in this Wait. summer, in my in my summer robe, that's what I'm gonna be doing. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, speaking of summer drones. robes, they're gonna, they gonna have drones over your house, son. No, they're not. Hell no. I'm gonna shoot them down with my shotgun. Anyway. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's learn a little bit more about Michael. Yeah, you, so you have a fashion getup. You're about to go, you know, travel somewhere zen. Tell uh-huh. us about what you've been up to. What you have to share with us. Yeah, so I, it's not zen, but this week for who the f is Michael? I'm gonna be talking about my music taste growing up, which was Ooh. very much um, my dad's music taste and what he listened to. Um, because as a young, as a young man that just moved from Japan, I didn't know what the radio or I didn't know how to, what the American radio situation was like. So every time we drove around, my dad would either listen to NPR or weird L Yankovic CDs. Um, what? do you either, do you know what that is? Do you know who he is? Yeah. Weird Al. Yeah. Weird Al. Yeah. So why, 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 why was your dad why listening to this Because he liked it. Like he he was he was down for this stuff. Um, you know, my dad's a uh, he's a nerdy dude. Um, loves music. Um, he's he like he grew up playing music, but he just loved Weird Al music in that sense. And he just played the CDs. So the weird thing about me growing up was this was before I was introduced to like any a lot of like American artists, even like MJ, right? So. Weird Al is this dude, for the people that know, he's more of like a comedian, musician, the precursor to like Lonely Island type of music. 
he parodies pop culture and songs originals. So he's famous for Amish Paradise, which is a take <laughs> on Gangster's Paradise. He does White and Nerdy to Ride and Dirty by Chameleon. Yeah, Chameleonaire. He did Fat uh, instead of Bad, and he did Eat It instead of Beat It. Um, and another one, Bites the Dust. Um, he's, he did another one, Rides the Bus. So he does all these songs. So I basically knew the song Beat It before I ever listened to the song. Or I knew the song Eat It before Eat I listened it. to Beat It. Eat it. Yeah, so I heard MJ, and I thought, He's I didn't, copying. I, didn't, I thought he was copying Weird Al, which was completely opposite of what was the actual case. Yo, so, I'm yeah, like, I've never way. heard a person that actually would play this music in a car. Like, I, I've seen like parody <laughs> videos, but so your pops yeah. would actually buy this guy's CDs? Yeah. We, we so this it. guy actually had like Super full bad. albums and shit? Yeah. He had, so I, I looked it up. The dude had 14 studio albums. What? He made 14 studio albums. Wow. Damn, like Miles Davis over here. And check this out. He's only the third musical artist after Michael Jackson and Madonna to have three top 40 songs on Billboard Hot 100 over the prior four decades. So the 19 so the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2000s, 2010s. He's had a top 40 song. Wow. Um, and he's influenced Lonely Island and um, Lin Manuel Miranda directly credits Weird Al for his influence in making Hamilton. Um, and there's like a lot of articles out there that are people like that are like, I love Weird Al. And I was like, this is like, so I, guess this is, I was like, this is weird, but okay. There's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, hold on. But, so, so this guy, like, how, how would he get away with copyright infringement and shit? Um,. I don't really remember. I feel like because he changed the words and it was under the guise of a parody, like satire. It was oh. not like a direct right. Um, one of those things. Um, but, you know, like Weird Al is prolific. Like dudes, like apparently he's like, you know, he's a real musician. He like he can do. He's a talented dude. He just found what his what he's good at. And he sold a bunch of records. I mean, he's a goofy looking man with 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 all his hair. But I just want to underscore the fact that in my this the the reason I'm talking about it is because like this man's music was one of the first music that I actually listened to in the states. Just how like JK, you you talk about like Wu Tang when you like came to New York and all that. I'm just I'm just, I'm just like Weird Al, yeah. And then it wasn't until like my cousins showed me the R&B and hip hop station in Seattle that I actually list started listening to hip-hop and r&b and then i remember the very first when i started listening to the radio the, the song that was really hot at the time was so sick by neo like they played at the top of the hour every like every hour right mm-hmm. um so that that song will forever be stuck in my head even though it's like the saddest song ever and i'm like okay this is like so this fits my brand i guess perfectly but um <laughs> yeah so i was kind of like kind of curious for like both of you like do you oh have God. any like weird weird artists? Do you know Weird Al? Do, what's your like history with it? Um, what's like the first CD you remember buying and all that stuff? Oh my mm. God! So speaking of um, so okay, I mean this is kind of like I wouldn't say this is part of J Key's past. This is part of J Key's past, right? So before I even knew what Weird Al was, you know what I mean, like. 
um, I would like. So there was a song by this uh, a rapper named G Depp. Uh, his the song was called Special Delivery, and um, okay. for like a talent show in middle school, I rewrote the song and called it Chinese Food Delivery, <laughs> and I kind of like. I kind of Uncle Wonged myself a little bit, you know what I mean? And um, I mean, but at the time, like, I didn't really understand, like, the nuances. Like, I was like, oh, shit, people think this shit is funny that I'm acting like a Chinese food delivery boy and I'm kind of making a caricature and, like, a, a parody of myself and of Asian yeah. people. I just thought that shit was funny. And then I kind of, uh, I won, like, like $600, like, 12 years old you know what i mean like doing this talent show i was like oh shit i came up you know what i mean so um so i have that that vivid memory of like um doing a parody record without fully understanding the nuance of like now looking back i'm like damn like i kind of it's kind of like a william hung type situation minus the accent because i was like serious seriously like rapping you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. but uh yeah, like I, so I just kind of like I guess like that's my version of like a weird out take. Who knows? Like if that shit popped off, maybe I would have been like the rap version of Weird Al, but an Asian oh my guy. God. You know what I mean? I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine that. Okay. Yo, I, I hope whoever has a video of that doesn't release that many years later. <laughs> oh my god! We, we have to find it. Find JP's middle school talent show. I need to burn it. <laughs> I need to destroy his evidence. Yo. Okay, Jojo, what is what Okay. I hope people remember this, but you okay, so I did okay, I heard this song before I heard Tupac's song. So it's Tupac's song Changes, I think. Oh, it got rice. Yeah, got rice bitch, got rice, got food, got soup, got spice. And it's yeah. like it's like Asian pride parody. You guys remember this? Yeah, Michael I, I don't know this. Yeah, oh no, my this gosh. is like basically like every every Asian American kid from the Zanga, oh Kazaa, the late nineties to the early two thousands. Oh, I want to play it. You Can know. we play it? Somehow? Oh my god! So I, I would say this record actually, it. without it even being like an Asian, uh, like regardless of race, like I think this was like the first viral record, right? Which really? I would argue that because. It was like, just it went. It, it just was shared by like every Asian kid in the country, like Asian, every Asian American kid, regardless <laughs> oh of my race. God. Okay, I need to drop this in the chat so everyone Let's can drop enjoy it in the, the chat. Story. Yeah, it dropped the link in the chat. I dropped it, girl. It's it, it's it was so good. I know. It's, seriously, I don't know oh, where no. I first found it. There was this like funnyhumor.com or something that this. It was like a It was before YouTube was big. But it was like a lot yeah. of these like videos that came up and Asian Pride came up and there was like animations and everything. Like oh, shit. <laughs> the lyrics are like, What's up with the shit? And we kill y'all fools. We got money in the bank from our family jewels. And it was like, What the heck? Yo, JoJo's about to rap this entire song. But just <laughs> okay, go off right now. Go, keep going. Part, I was like, oh. oh my god. I can't oh. Okay. That part. But other than that, yeah. I was like, this is kind of like, it was like so crazy that like it went viral for sure, JK. I was like, nah, I can't this, believe this, like yeah, non-Asian this song, people are listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> nah, but it was, it was like, uh, yeah, like 
I mean, after I grew, got older, like I would meet like Asian cats from like San Francisco, Asian oh, kids wow. from like Texas, Asian kids from Seattle, Asian kids from all over the U.S. Like, you know, they all knew the song, and and um, they yo, they just all knew this record, man. It was like one of those first records that went viral within the Asian American community through yeah. like AOL Messenger through. Friends ACN. sharing it, like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. all this shit. Oh, and then no. I was like, yeah, like, the lyrics were horrible. The flow <laughs> was bad. My man's voice was awful. Um, it <laughs> Everything really about it was bad. Oh, God. It was just a I bad say, record. Yeah, it was but. so bad, but it was, like, the it was like the way he was so proud to be Asian was, like, new to me. Like, he was yeah. just like, yeah, we're better than you. And I was like, oh, I've never heard this concept before. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> damn. Just that way. Um, okay. Yeah, but so. Yeah. God rice. God rice, God bitch. Bitch, God rice. This yeah. other, okay, I just need to say one more. It says, take off the shoes when you enter, please, or crawl around the floor with your fucking knees. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. Okay, Michael, <laughs> don't be embarrassed for me. Jojo out here, bar for bar. <laughs> JK out here on his solo streams, like doing mom. some Wu Tang songs. Jojo out here rapping. Yeah. Michael, jo- why are you jo- acting like your mom is rapping and you're embarrassed and you don't want to be associated? <laughs> <laughs> your dad listened to Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, you can yeah, handle yeah. it. Yeah, I wow. Can. Just, nah, but I'm just I, so I, taken I, aback. Then, I'm, I'm genuinely, uh, I'm genuinely surprised that a person would actually have Weird Al CDs, man. So mm-hmm. shout out to your father. Jakey, you know? <laughs> how would you rate? Jakey, how would you rate JoJo's de- delivery? Crazy. Okay, I will. Uh, uh, how would you feel about JoJo's delivery? It's solid. It's solid. <laughs> okay. It's solid. It's, uh, it's karaoke, I mean, even karaoke ready. <laughs> You know, so, okay, you know. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, wow. Now that's that's fine. Now, so um, Something. damn, yo. So Weird Al, intermittent, uh, uh reinforcement, and uh, Alibaba. <laughs> Word of wow, the century. What a wide yes, range yes. of topics. We are so diverse. Yeah, very diverse. But with <laughs> oh that said, God. I mean, I think we've been holding it down for about like an hour and a half right now. Um, a lot of people are still tuned in. Uh, let's hey. just give a quick shout out to some of the uh, viewers right now. JKJK JK Dang is back. You know what I mean? Yes. JKJK Dang. Tian Hua. Tian Hua. Pain is love by Ja Rule. It's murder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, like, I'm definitely going to say this, man. Like, during that 50 Cent Ja Rule era, um, you kind of, you had to choose a side. You know what I mean? And um, everybody was riding with 50. And even though Ja Rule's records were so nice, were so great, <laughs> were so fun, because we had to choose a side, we weren't like we kind of got shitted on for listening to Ja Rule for like for like a decade, man. You know what I mean? So mm, that's that how true. that's how bad Fifty uh, uh, fucking destroyed his man's career. Even though Ja Rule's <laughs> records were incredible. So uh, mm. yeah, man. So shout out to Ja Rule. You know what yes. I mean? But uh, uh, Teff Online, Weird Al, 40 album discography. Wow, Weird Al has 40 different albums. Huh. Damn. Or 14, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, thought, I thought I got 14, Snoopy but okay. Snoopy, Snoopy Love. Love. My, first, my, my first. first was Evolution by Jay Park. Snoopy Love. Okay, that was your first CD. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Oh, my dad's, my dad's on the chat. 
Yo, my dad's on the chat. No! <laughs> Hello, my Yo, dad. Hold up. This is really Pug your dad? Puget Bills bit my dad. Oh, oh my shit. Oh, Papa, Papa, Stewart, yeah, Papa Stewart is in the building. He's got all 14 hey, Weird Al CDs. Oh, okay, Puget Bill, can you tell us a cute fun fact about Michael, please? No. This wow, segment okay. is all about getting to know Michael, so we have to... Okay. You can't, can't type that. Mr. Stewart, the true true supporter of the pod, tell you what. Oh my God. Hi, wow. Kenton. Wow. Okay, wow, now incredible. we're Our parents are tuning in. So, yeah. Michael that, 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 Jojo, are we talking about the intermediate, uh, what intermediate was that? Reinforcement. Intermediate reinforcement. <laughs> So shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Stewart for having shout all the Weird Al CDs and still mm -hmm. listen to them in the car. All songs Download. downloaded on my phone. Wow. Intense. Intense. <laughs> Intense. So shout out to Mr. Stewart. Arguably the uh, biggest Weird Al fan. You know what I mean? Ever. So shout out to him. Shout out yes, to him yes. for keeping up with technology. And, um, you know, he... He uh, mm -hmm. he definitely uh, moved up the average age range of Twitch users. Oh, yeah. Is by entering. Also, I tell you what. I tell you what. My dad's always been at the forefront. Like he's he's gotten a lot of the Apple products. Like right when they got out, came out. He got one of the first desktops. He was on like iPods, Palm Pilots. Um, Early adopter about, over so here. He, he's an we engineer. We get it. We get he's it. Your dad about, is smart. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad is smart. We get it. That is smart. Also, he's okay. a master, seriously, of intermittent reinforcement because he said maybe someday, not today, he will share a fun fact about Michael. Oh, yo. So, out here. He already knows. He already knows. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, my so, goodness. Uh, a quick shout out to Mac Easy. He just said Linkin Park, Hybrid Theory. Is Hybrid Theory mm -hmm. Linkin Park's first album? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know Linkin Park like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. But I only only Lincoln Park song that I do know, obviously, is one thing. I don't know why it doesn't even matter how hard I try. <laughs> I want to try. Yes. We need to do a karaoke night. That song is mad do, intense, yo. Quentin, can, can, can we do a Twitch karaoke? Is that even possible? Twitch <laughs> karaoke. We're out here. Oh my it god! It doesn't even matter. <laughs> oh. Twitch, Twitch What? Twitch karaoke is right. a thing? Oh, okay. All future, right. future content coming your way. Maybe if we get enough followers. For mm. sure. For sure. So, wait, how many we followers are. do we have right now, Winton? We have a uh, hundred and... Where are we at? Where are the followers 71? at? 71? 172 Ooh. followers. Okay, we're like a few <laughs> shot from 200. So, when we get to 200, maybe we... We could do a we Twitch do karaoke. It. Who knows? You know what I mean? Karaoke sings night, you know? Yeah, no doubt. So with that said, though, I mean, I think we covered a lot of topics, you know what I mean? Intermitt intermittent reinforcement. Uh, yes. uh, Michael's dad loving Weird Al. Uh, J. Key's obsession with Alibaba. Uh, yeah, and JoJo just being amazing. Uh, yeah, man. So with that said, uh, let's just talk about, let's just give a shout out to some small businesses opportunities you know mm -hmm. things out in the world that we need to just highlight you know what i mean yeah. who wants to kick it off jojo i go first um so also another idea for you michael in the next solo stream can you please do a solo stream with your dad 
<laughs> this is gonna be a, a thing, an Easter egg. Okay, so um, on my shout out, I know you guys are gonna be like, again, but I wanna shout out Slanted. Um, they're coming out with issue four very, very soon, and they're launching their Kickstarter tomorrow. Um, I know you guys are tuning in because you guys support small creators like us. Please check out Slanted. They, you know, source incredible stories and articles from so many people, and they want to try their best to compensate compensate them in a little way. So check out their Kickstarter and pre-order their issue four. Um, they're huge supporters of six ninety nine, and we've co-hosted events with them. So if you guys can even just check them out or follow them on Instagram, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my shout out of the week. Shout out mm-hmm. to shout out to the ladies of Slanted, yes. and JoJo and the ladies of Slanted. We did like a little situation at Walmart. Was that mm-hmm. last year already? Yeah. Oh. That was a so, while, while ago. Yeah. Jakey, no Jakey, strolling in a little, a little uh, past past due with a little snacks in his hands. I remember that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember I had to like make sure that uh my book bag was full of snacks by the time oh, I got out God. of here. So shout out so- to Walmart <laughs> for having a decent uh, employee kitchen. Uh, God. You know what I mean? Come on, you already know, man. If I go Check to any out. of these corporate offices, man, you know, I'm going in, man. I'm going in on your merchandise. I'm going in mm-hmm. on your fridge. All the, you know what I mean? All the free granola bars. I'm out there, man. You already now we're not know. Have to talk anywhere. But, you know, it yeah, is what it is. all the time, all the time. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, speaking of uh, granola bars and snacks, today's shout out for me is this. Is an Italian oh. uh, <laughs> snack Italian. from a company called Balcone. And uh, this particular <laughs> snack is called uh, Mix Max. You know what I mean? So I first got this from an Italian uh, uh, deli that I frequent. Um and these things come in oh shit these Uh-oh. things come these things come in these little individual packages like this you know what i mean mm. um it is essentially like a uh it's no different than like an intimate's cake or like a, a korean choco pie except that is like fucking 10 times better you know okay even though i'm korean mm-hmm. you know i can't really ride with choco pie when it comes down to uh uh comparing it with this um Balcones mix max, you know what I mean? Just talking about it makes me uh makes me drool. So it comes Can in you- like little white packaging like this, you know what I mean? And then you open this shit up, you stick mm-hmm. that out real quick, bong bong, and you see the details of how perfectly this, you know, miniature cake is baked, you know what I mean? And then Whoa. you see the little details in the designs, you see the waves. What's happening? You know? Are they a small business for real? Jojo, is Jakey recording a TikTok video right now? What is happening? I, feel like I don't I'm... know. He's cheating on Twitch. Okay. What is happening right now? <laughs> He's then... cheating on Choco Pie. Hey, 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 He's cheating hey. on Twitch. Jakey, you want to give us a details? You want to give us no, a righteous at right the now. end of this? Give us a righteous. How do you do that? Do Keep the, the internal the... details. Give us a righteous. Keep the internal details. Righteous. It has a cho- chocolate filling inside. Yo, it's very soft and tender. Drop a righteous in the chat if you want Jakey to do do his patented mm. righteous. Mm. If you've seen his, wait. Also, well, I highly recommend it. Mm. Is this is it more like a oh yes? You know how there's oh yes. That is true. That is true. So, so here's the thing. Okay. You know, like how there's two two schools of thought: Pepsi versus Coke. 
Choco Pie versus Oh Yes. You know, yeah. I'm Team Oh Yes. Actually, my girl, my girlfriend, she's Team Oh Yes, whereas I used to be Team Choco Pie. Mm. She made me into a believer of Oh Yes. Oh yeah. I would <laughs> if if somebody offered me between Oh Yes and this Mix Max. I'll fucking throw oh yes out of the water. I'll be like, yo, get that shit away from me, man. Give me this mix max uh, uh, from Balcony right here. This shit is next level. I highly recommend y'all to get this shit. If you ever go to an uh, Italian uh, supermarket or any any, if you live anywhere with an Italian population and you go into the supermarket, you could probably get this shit. Mix max okay. from Balcony. You know what I mean? Highly recommend it. So shout out mm-hmm. to them. You're not sponsored by them, right? Nah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, hopefully soon. Yay. Mm. Okay, Michael. You. Shout out working out here. Also, you look so uh, small. Can you go closer? Yeah, I was just hanging back while Jakey does a TikTok video. Um, <laughs> peep the details. Um, this week, I want to shout out my brother uh, because he's at a new job um, up in Seattle. He's working oh. his way through construction, learning how to build stuff, how to basically, I don't know, at this point, he's going to like know how to build an entire house. Um, but he's, uh, showing up every day, putting in the work and also shout out to everyone that's ever gone through technical school or if regular school didn't really work out for you and you thought that you were, you weren't, you were dumb and you weren't smarter than these other kids. No, it was just because, the learning style didn't fit you, you know, to a certain degree. Still got a brain, still got thoughts. If you're street smart, if you're if you're good with your hands, a skill is a skill. So continue to improve upon it. But shout out to my brother for just like continuing to get after it. Um, and uh, hey, you don't have to go to an Ivy League school. Just mm-hmm. pretentious anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, Amazing. Shout out to Michael's brother. Yes. He now, had to sit through 14 albums of Yankovic too, so you know, yes. even more power to him. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, and you know, and shout out to Michael for uh, shitting on his own alma mater. You know what I mean? Be like, yo, <laughs> fuck Ivy League schools, even though I went to an Ivy League school. You know what I'm saying? Mike Flex, real quick, bong bong. But um, yeah, man, no, nah, this is dope. Went. I mean, um, so you know, we obviously shouted out a small business, slanted. We shouted out uh, a major Italian food corporation, which I have no idea if they're corrupt or not. But, uh, you know, their fucking uh, snacks are delicious. So shout out to them. And then we shouted out an individual uh, who is working hard to try to make a a better lifestyle for himself and for his family and for the community. Shout out to Michael's younger brother. So, uh, yeah. So with that said, it's it's been another episode of uh, $6.99 per pound podcast. Uh, is there anything that we want to address to the viewers? I mean, um, I, I was just going to ask questions, you know? I was going to I was gonna rename this section Donnie Quark's, like, Donnie Quark section, Donnie Quark questions. When but, he just slips in towards yeah, the end I was and like, just starts it up. <laughs> I don't see no Donnie Quark on this on this chat, unless he's, like, waiting for us to say his name. But if, there, if, anyone, if anyone has a question, I just want to take five minutes, and if anybody has a question – drop it in we i know we talked about a lot of random things you today but you know I, if there's anything in there that piqued your interest drop the question and we can answer one of them right now I'll give you a second here mm-hmm. they sound random but they're not random at all they're all interconnected in this universal language that is called mm-hmm. life 
boom. There you, you know go. What I mean, but yeah. uh, jo- Jojo, um, you know, like you know, why why couldn't you join us for real? And you know, I know you were post protesting for amazingness, but what was oh, happening? Amazing. But what was happening in your life? Yeah, so you know, a lot of things happening, a lot of changes. Um, I can't disclose what the big news is yet, but it's gonna be huge. Um, yeah, so I'm moving to LA. I'm moving to LA for now. Um, for to, now, she says the yeah, for now. Just in terms of um, you know, trying to adjust to the pandemic and spend more time with family, um, letting the lease kind of end on this apartment. I don't know if any young professionals on the chat are kind of thinking about those things too, as all of our companies are like, hey, like we're totally fine remote. Like even like, you know, our situation right now, but I decided to take a little bit of a break from the pod um, and I'll have more updates coming soon, but I just wanted to thank everybody for giving me the time and space to reflect. Um, mm. you know, I think the pandemic has been humbling to a lot of people and it's like kind of forcing us to make big decisions. And one of them, you know, was like thinking about being closer to family, you know, as mm. all of us are really vulnerable. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up. And I was late today cause it also relates to that, you know, lots of changes, um, can't disclose them too much in case, like maybe you know, one out of four thousand people that work at my company are trying to snoop on me. <laughs> but right. um, all I can tell you right now is that I'm taking a break, but I'm gonna miss you all, and I'm gonna be tuning in, and I'm gonna be the biggest fan. So no doubt, no doubt. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. Thank you, Jojo, for uh, sharing that, and um, you know, Von Voyage to California, going. Going, going back, back shit wrong Cali, all the, Cali. Time. All the yeah. foods, yeah. all the yeah. Korean tacos, all that. Oh. So you know what I mean? No doubt. But uh, yes. we got a quick question from uh, uh, Bryce, Bryce Coop, 12, 12. Uh, Bryce mm-hmm. Co-op. Is it Bryce Co-op or Bryce Coop? Um, 12, Some five of my classmates, five of my classmates, including me, are thinking about starting a podcast we are 16, 17, and African-American. Uh, <gasps> do you have any tips for us to start up the podcast? Uh, I mean, uh, shit, that's actually an excellent question. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of layers to this question as well. First and foremost, I think anybody could start a podcast if you just have the heart and if you just have, like, the will willingness to do it. Um shit like you just gotta google a bunch of stuff off top now there's actual books out there like one of the first books that i um actually got from a friend of mine who's a who's an expert podcaster was uh idiot's guide to podcasting dummy's guide to podcasting so um you know i'm sure like the copy that i got is super outdated but i definitely uh, schemed through it i listened to a whole lot of podcasts and you know we just kind of experimented with it uh yeah but that's kind of like my recollection i'm sure jojo and michael could have a lot more to say you know yeah so i actually just dropped a link on the chat um exciting news we were written about in the strategist for new york magazine and our very own marcus our mix master marcus who's our sound engineer gives um really affordable options in Mm. equipment of like how to produce a podcast from home like here's like a starter kit 
and other sound engineers and podcasters weigh in. So please give that a read, you guys. Marcus did a really great job helping us adjust to this new format. It's really affordable um, in the grand scheme of things. So check it out. And I mean, we want to encourage you. And one thing is just to keep going because, you know, when JK and I first did our first recording, I like went out and I was like, I don't think I could do more than five episodes. Because yeah. it was like a lot of work. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's so much work and yeah. different personalities. But that's what makes it so interesting. And I kind of stuck through it. We stuck through it and built something great. So you, there's a reason why, you know, you have all these announcements about new podcasts and you don't hear from them after like two months. Because right. people kind of get tired and they don't put in the work. So put in the work, be consistent. Um, and, you know, what we did in the beginning was that we actually recorded a bunch of evergreen episodes and we batched uploaded them. Um, so we didn't feel the pressure to, like, turn things out right away. We we're like, oh, we have some in the chamber, you know, it buys some time to get feedback and strategize. So that would be my big piece of advice. Yeah. 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 Um, and on top of that, for Bryce, um, I would say think about why someone might listen to you, what unique voice um, within whatever niche you want to talk to actually, you know, what is that voice? Um, what are your, what do you talk about with your classmates? What really interests you speak about things you really know and care about? Um, that definitely comes out. Um, and then as Jojo said, and like the testing and everything, just don't be afraid to like put stuff out and test it and, you know, have a small group of, of, friends you know and trust that give you aren't a bunch of yes men but give you actually really good advice just let them hear it right and just see what they have to say um and i think that's a good place to start and another great tip i i um and people have reminded me of this is that you know when you first start you're like oh i think we need all these you know um all these listeners and all followers but i think the best way is to really hone in on like what is our what is the ideal listener you want to have for your show right um uh, i was listening to a another podcast i was talking about how to do this and you know uh you go on google and you go on google images and you type in a bunch of adjectives to try to find a picture of the your perfect listener and then see what adjectives you used to find that right um that's like a little seo thing too as well so figure out what that would look like and the good part about that is if you when you learn how to service your most loyal clients or your listeners then that will only scale um because then you know you have a bunch of listeners that really believe in you you don't want a, pe a bunch of people that are just like oh that's kind of cool i might listen once in a while so really focus on the few people that are listening at first you know get their feedback and all that and really just um, don't be afraid to start too. just put something out and see what people say. 1000%, you know, 1000%. I mean, I think I have a lot more. We have a lot more to share. I mean, we are obviously not the most successful podcast, uh, uh, plat, you know, podcast, yeah. you know, content situation. We, we're kind of still figuring things out, out on our own, but you know, maybe we could kind of have a separate conversation about all of this. And if you guys have any other questions, you know, about the podcast, about us, you know, feel free to DM us, drop us comments yeah. 
on uh, iTunes. Make sure to drop a comment on iTunes. If you give us anything less than four stars, I'm going to come after you. So uh, just remember that before you drop the comment. Uh, but yeah, yo. So with that said, though, uh, actually, damn, we just got another question. We have, um, hmm. what do you think about racism towards Asians? Uh, Jacob Park 69 asks, me being half Korean and half Colombian, I lived in Colombia for 11 years, and a lot of people were racist towards me, and I've also been noticing a lot of racism in the U.S. when I moved here two years ago. Oh, wow. That's a very interesting combination, man. I mean, those are two cultures that I have a lot of love for. You know what I mean? I grew up in Jackson Heights with a lot of Colombians, you know, um, a lot of paisas growing up eating that, you know what I mean? A lot of chilados, you know what I mean? So shout out to all the Colombians um, over there. But yeah, yo, uh, I would... Yeah, but yo, like regarding like racism towards Asians, I mean, there's racism towards uh, every minority, you know what I mean? Like it's not just uh, racism towards uh, one particular race uh, out here, but obviously there's been a lot of, um, due to the COVID-19 situation, a lot of Asians in America have been getting targeted, have been um, being attacked. Uh, some of them, I, you know, I have publicly said that, yo, some of these shits is just like, kids acting stupid i still stand behind that but now i'm seeing like fucking grown adults attacking old ladies and um hitting girls and boys and teenagers and you know like really trying to like initiate this hateful stance of acting like fucking belligerent creatures that has no sense of right or wrong you know like so how do i feel about it I don't feel good about it. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's definitely something that needs to be called out. I definitely think that a lot of these things that are being done to Asian Americans, especially uh, committed by people that should know better, uh, should be labeled as a hate crime and it should be charged. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Not yet. Or depending on the situation. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll let I'll let the authorities, um, you know, take a better stance at it. But I think we also need to be collectively more vocal about addressing these issues and call shit out when it needs to be called out. So if anybody tries to, like, come up to me, step to me, anybody around me trying to talk all that funny shit, I'm going to let you know what's good, yeah. you know. So I think right. more people need to do that, too. So, yeah, um, I'd also say um, we talk about this like with COVID, but this has always been around. I don't think anything's new with this racism toward Asians. It was like covert in different ways, but like Chinese people were attacked, Japanese people were attacked, like every Vietnamese, like everyone's been attacked in different ways over the years. Um, a big case of Asians actually rising up and like going to courts, look up Vincent Chin. Um, there's a couple documentaries made about him. It's a pivotal case actually, in terms of a lot of Asian American coalitions being built around that time and continuously fighting. Um, and I always want to urge people, you know, I think with the new call for fighting against Asian um, hate and racism that Asian people have never talked or raised their voice before. Um, that's just flat out not true. Um, Asians have battled in court and have gone to the streets in different ways to gain um, in Asian American studies class, even to be called Asian Americans, we were called Orientals before we gave ourselves the name Asian American. Just want to say that. Um, so look at the history, um, know that there's people out here fighting um, and take that and 
you know, as a permission, as permission to be as vocal as you want about what you see out in the world and what you feel isn't right. Yeah. I mean, I echo everything that you guys say. And, you know, one thing to keep in mind when all these people are trying to make you feel so small, like just keep, it's so hard when the whole world is telling you that you're not good or you're worthless and all that stuff. Um, definitely reach out to friends and family. And mm. I mean, the whole point of us having this podcast is to increase that visibility and to make you guys feel seen, to validate you, because it is so wrong, you know, and it can be so frustrating. I don't know where you live, Jacob, but, you know, if you feel that way and people don't validate that, but just know that you are validated um, and maybe it's not directly in your community. And I think that's what drew us to New York. It draws us to, you know, certain communities where we feel really accepted and seen. Um, just mm -hmm. know that there's always going to be people out here who just appreciate you for your whole being and don't let those other people cut you down. So, yeah. Right. Word. So you got a little Check bit of each other. Yeah, you got, a, you got a little bit of a historical fact toward you got a little bit of empathy and you got a little bit of a fighting encouragement. You know what I mean? <laughs> fight, fight, fight. Three, three different, hey. uh, three different personalities. But with that said, um, it's been another episode of 699 per pound podcast. Thank you all for tuning in to another week. We hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, please click the follow button, man, on um, on on Twitch, on Instagram, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so that you could get a notification whenever a new episode drops or whenever we go live. You know what I mean? Jojo, mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to add? Yeah, let's keep this conversation going. We love this. The whole point of us doing this format was so we could talk to you guys more. So continue the convo. Comment on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook if anyone still uses Facebook. Um, Twitter um, and our individual accounts as well. Pretty straightforward. Jakey Cho, Mad Names, and Jojo Parker. Yeah. Yes, yes. Michael, any updates yeah. about the solo stream? I can talk to my dad about doing a solo stream. Yes. Um, <laughs> maybe he might be on Thursday. Who knows? Um, maybe. Might maybe. Maybe we will see. Um, like my dad said, maybe some other time. Uh, but we're um, as Jojo said. Jojo's gonna take a break because she's has a big life event, a big move coming up. So we're going to give her the time to make sure that goes right. Um, so, But me and Jakey will be on the air again next week. Same time, same place. Um, so tune in for that. Tell your friends. Continue to tell your friends. We want to get a viewership up over 35 people next time, hopefully. Um, and keep growing this thing. So really appreciate the questions at the end. This is the type of stuff we want to talk about. So keep bringing them. DM us. Um, any way you want. Um, so see you Word. again next week. No doubt. Peace, peace, peace. Stay safe. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Otugi. No doubt. All right, y'all. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, yo, it's 699 per pound. Podcast.